Have you recently switched to T-Mobile Home Internet and are currently suffering from 5G home internet issues? Have you had mobile phone users take priority over your signal? Get Xfinity Internet. With three times more bandwidth, supersonic speeds, and reliable connections you can count on, Xfinity gives you internet that works the way it's supposed to. All you have to do is take the first step. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash And now it's time for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. And it's time for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. What? And then, yes, you just heard that ninja wife, assassin wife. I survived. <laughs> I lived. They know, they know, they know. Yeah, they know you love me enough to put up with me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't do a podcast together. Exactly. Talk about a podcast. We should remind people that if they have any questions or suggestions. We take questions and suggestions. And how can they give us those questions and suggestions? Well, it's not that hard. Um, whatever device you're using to listen on, there's usually a comment section. Um, and we get all those. Um, but if you want to be more direct, you can email us at AskTheAngryNinja at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at Cman2342. Or if you get on Facebook and search for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show, you'll find my page. And you can like it, subscribe to it, and then send questions there. Also, occasionally, we don't do it all the time now. We used to do it more. Um, but we had problems uploading. Yeah, you don't care about that. There's a YouTube page, Ask the Angry Ninja Show, and you actually get to see me. Yeah. And, and we're going to start doing a contest soon. We are, but we'll talk about that later. So if you have any questions or if you would like us to talk about anything in particular, please feel free to drop us a comment. Because it is Ask the Angry Ninja. So we look forward to you to ask some questions. And also, if you happen to find the Facebook page, there is a link on that page where you can send your webpage and you can record a question and send it and we'll play it on the air provided, you know, it's not about something we're keeping talking about. And if you don't have a question or something for the Angry Ninja but one of his guests, feel free to ask that as well. And they will answer or we will get back with their answer. Yeah, if you want to hear from Battle or the Ninja Wife, whatever. I mean, we'll do it. The Ninja Wife's awesome. And someday. What? Ninja. But that's going to lead us into something a little bit different today, y'all. We are doing something different today. So, a little bit about the, the show. We're going a little behind the scenes here. We record the show, if you've seen the video, in the Batcave. And a feature of the Batcave sits behind me, which the Ninja Wife faces the whole time we're recording, is all of our books. Which Well, a good portion of our books. I don't think there's that many books we don't have down here. So the ones we have by the bed that we're yeah. tr- claiming we're reading, but we always fall asleep. Um... Like everybody else on the planet. I'm going to read this before I go to sleep. One page in. What book do you have by the bed right now? Right now, I have Hammer and Bolt, Omnibus 1 and Omnibus 2 from the Warhammer 40k series. And I also have um, uh, three books from the Star Wars series. I'm in the second one now. I've read them before, though, about Darth Bane and the actual creation of the modern Sith. Okay. Because I'm a giant nerd. Okay. And honestly, they didn't make the list. Mm Mm-hmm. But when I say creation of the modern Sith in, in, in Star Wars lore, the Sith used to be many, just like the Jedi were. There were hundreds of them. And 
one guy figured out that's why the Sith weren't ever getting more powerful because whenever five weak ones got together, they would take down a master who was more powerful, but then they were always taking out the most powerful ones. So they kept getting weaker and weaker and weaker. And there's actually a giant war, and he figures out a way to kill all the Sith but himself. And he does, so he's the only one, and he decides at that point, in order for the Sith to succeed, there should only ever be two. Okay. A master, who is the most powerful, and an apprentice to try to take his power. And when the apprentice tries to take his power and kill him, then there they become the most powerful. And he creates the modern-day Sith. And there's this part at the end of the third book where the apprentice is about to kill him and take his power, and he does a spell and grabs her and actually transfers his soul into her so he becomes young and powerful again. So the, the they don't really talk about it that much more in the books, but the theory is that that's actually Darth Sidious. And he's literally just been transferring his conscience over and over again. And and that's why... You're looking at me like I'm the giantest nerd on the planet right no, now. No, no, no. See, you're saying, oh, this one didn't make my list, but I'm going to talk forever about it. But somehow it did not make his list. It didn't make my list. Is that... Okay... I've, throughout my life, read so many books. Picking my favorites hard. Because I have this odd thing where I remember stuff really well. And it, some people can't do that. Some people can, but I remember... Unless it comes to something I tell like murder to do. Well, I, I, I mowed the lawn once, I think. Maybe. Did I mow the lawn? Did I? I forgot I didn't know. Well, it wasn't a book. I am getting the evilest look right now. <laughs> it actually rained this weekend. That's why I didn't mow the lawn. Please don't stab me. I mow the yard usually. Yeah, you do. I actually do the laundry. You mow the yard. Fair trade. <laughs> I'm allergic to outside. So, it works. But anyway, sorry. Moving on. Since I already talked about a book for a minute, we'll go with your number one favorite book of all time. I think it's not a story why we're doing this. Okay, she was looking at the books and like, hey, let's do one about books instead of movies. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. that's where you were supposed to be going with this? Well, I weighed bears off, didn't I? Yeah. I, I well, you asked me a question and I had... I asked what was by your <laughs> the bed right now. Yeah, there's like five of them. Yeah. Not counting all the ones on, on, on the iPad. Yeah. Because I have... Audible. The, yeah. but that's not really reading, yeah. but still. Well, you know what? And, and, and for people like me and the kind of job I do, I work 10 hours a day doing a mindless task job if i didn't have something to listen to i'd go crazy and i love books so i don't count it as reading but you know what? it allows me to listen to more stories so i mean and i still get the goodness of the story especially if you get a really good reader like the harry potter's but we'll talk about that later okay your number one book was not like my favorite favorite but these are all my top five all right so, I'm going to go with the short one so you can get back to yours because he is, like, ready to talk about these. So, I'm going to go with the one that everybody knows. The Wizard of Oz. Dorothy. The Wicked Witch. Glinda. Munchkin. Way darker than the movies. A little bit, yeah. No, I mean, way darker than the movie. Yeah, I mean, the whole... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's good, though. I like the... I like the book. I like the movie. Like, it's good stuff. I haven't read The Wizard of Oz in... God forevers. But yeah, no, he, he, he created a great story. It was more of a, a commentary on, on, on not questioning your leaders or anything else. It was... I think it was what, written in the 60s, wasn't it? I was before that, honey. Oh, yeah. Um, It was way before that because when the movie was oh, going to be yeah. made, 
Um, they originally wanted Shirley Temple. But um, I think she was under contract with MGM and they would not release her. So they got Judy Garland. And that all worked out. And, well. Okay, the movie worked out. <laughs> the we movie to, worked out. Yeah, we want to talk about Judy Garland, but the movie worked out. Which, you know, Judy Garland, uh, there's an autobiography about her called um, Come On Get Happy. It was almost on this list. Wow. But it wasn't. So what, what what do you like the most about this book? Well, I like the fact that no matter where you go, you can go home again. Yeah. That I like the idea that she was always, you know, kind of chasing a dream. But at the end, all she wanted to do was be home. And she's like, well, and she didn't, you know, happy go chase a dream. It kinda got yeah, this one kind of got thrown on her. But it gives you the importance of being happy where you are, appreciating. Okay, so, since this is a book that we got turned into the movie, what do you think was the biggest difference from the movie to the book? Like, what did they change in the movie that that, that was the biggest thing? Like, the Tin Man. The Tin Man? They cut out some of his. Well, they cut out all of his, really. They didn't do do a backstory in any of them. No, they didn't. And I think that's one of the biggest things. They didn't give none of them a backstory. They didn't. I thought that the fact they changed it to Rupert's slippers was a little messed up. Well, I did too for the longest time. And then after I watched the documentary on it, and it even says it in uh, one one of the Junior Island biographies why they did. Yeah, something about the camera. It caught better on the camera. I'm like, okay, I can kind of understand that. So yeah. I kind of let that part go a while back. But the the no backstories or nothing. They could have thought, although honestly, some of the backstories were pretty dark. They probably didn't want that in the Happy Kids movie. Because they did go for Happy Kids movie with Wizard of Oz. And if they put in the backstory where the Tin Man... It's kind of like Disney yeah. and, you know, those. Let's cut out that and make it more happy. Okay. So, my number one book of all time that I can reread a thousand times. Harry Potter. No. <gasps> and it's not one you're thinking of. I guarantee you it's not on your mind at all. Because I didn't even say it yet. When we were getting ready for this. Lord of the Rings. No. I actually had trouble reading the Lord of the Rings books. I do. Like, I like, I love the movies, and I, I enjoy the books. So the books are a little long. Yeah, they, I think he could have tightened those up a little bit. But no. Um, it, it's a book I can sit down and read in a day. What is this? Starship Troopers. And you're making... Like that show? Oh. Or movie or whatever Yeah, it was? there was a movie. But that's the point. That's why when I say this, everybody's like, what, Starship Troopers? No, I saw that movie. Yeah, you saw a movie that they called Starship Troopers, but you did not see the book. They didn't get anything right by the name of the ship and the main character. That's it. They didn't get anything right at all. Starship Troopers was written back in the 60s. And this guy was frustrated with the world, society, the government, um, comedy, all the bad things, right? So he wrote a book that was a social commentary on how he thought the world should go. The way the world should work. What would make things better. And at one point, do they fight some bugs in the book? Yes, they do, but that's not the point of the book. At, at, at one point, um, does a friend die? Yes, but that's not the point. Like it's, it's totally different. This movie is all about politics and, and why you're used in battle what purpose, how you don't even know why you're being in the battles. Um, they, they fight greys in this, this book. 
Like, it's not just a bug hunt. And what the guy is trying to say is the fact that they just let anybody vote is also a bad thing. You should have to earn your right to vote and prove that you're actually smart enough to vote. I kind of agree with that a little bit. Um, I don't never read this book. Yeah. I've never seen the movie or show or... It was all those things. It was. Yeah. But none of the movies or the books ever really... They kind of talk about it for a second in the movie. Like, there's this one scene in a history class mm -hmm. where they kind of talk about it for a second and hit on all the philosophies of the book, and they try to wrap it up in about a three-minute scene. And that's what the entire book's actually about. So wrapping all that up in a three-minute scene just didn't work. But when I watched the movie, I didn't know it was based on a book. So I was like, oh, what a great movie. I was, you know, 17 when it came out. Yeah. So I loved it. But uh, once you actually read the book, you're like, it's like me and Sahara. Oh. Yeah, it's 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 like this 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 is it, it's you can read it in a day, but it's a heavy read. It's it's a lot in this book. Hmm. And then there's the fun stuff where they do fight aliens and stuff. But yeah, great. All right. Mind blowing book. So yeah, if you see Starship Troopers, the book, and you're like, oh my god, that's based on, and, and don't accidentally pick up the one that's based on the motion picture. Don't, don't do that one, because <laughs> they took the script from the movie and turned it into a book, and the, it's as god-awful as the movie. But if you find the actual original one, Starship Troopers, amazing book you should read. All right. All right. And your next one. Well, my next one is kind of like a lot of little books. Yes. In one. I mean... It is Grimm's Complete Fairy Tales. Yeah, the fairy tales you can't read to children. <laughs> Pretty much. And I love the darkness of the Grimm fairy tales. Like, isn't that the same one when, uh, what was it, uh, oh, Cinderella? Not Cinderella, Snow White, where they make the witch mother dance in shoes, but the shoes were metal and, like, put in hot coals before they put them on, and they made her dance at Snow White's wedding. Yeah, yeah, that was the Grimm fairy tales. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if I got the right princess right, but there's one where the wiggest mother, like, they take... Yeah, they make her dance. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Grim Fairy Tales, and I'm just going to tell you about a few of my favorites. Uh, so, we got Rapunzel. And if you watch the Disney one, you know, she gets her man. Nothing really bad happens besides she gets kidnapped for 18 years. <laughs> and has really long hair. Um, but in the Grim Fairy Tale, um, when the prince does find her, and he secretly comes sees her, and then the wicked... I mean, he's not really a mother. Right. Wicked um, kidnapper? Yeah. Um, finds out, she throws him from the window into like a patch of fur, uh, stickers and thorns mm -hmm. and blinds him. And then when Rapunzel finds him, you know, and the magic, he does get a sight back, but the fact that there is a good page or two where he is blind, bleeding, and you think he's going to be blind forever. Yeah. was amazing. Uh, the Grim Fairy Tales are all very dark. You read these at like 10 years old and you're like, whoa. You're like... Disney done changed some stuff. <laughs> um, and then there is the Cinderella and the evil stepsisters. In order to uh, fit their sh foot into the shoe, mm -hmm. they start cutting off, like, one cuts off a big toe. One cuts off part of her heel. Just so they can marry the prince. I mean, it's marry prince. I mean, I thought I would tell her to marry prince. But you know what really gets me about the Cinderella version? And this is a thought I had when I was like 9 or 10 when I read this. Did Cinderella just put her foot in something that had blood in it? No, they cleaned it. Are we sure? Because that wasn't a very sanitized 
It wasn't they, a sanitized time period. Exactly. No, they cleaned it because they had to make sure she didn't bleed too. Yeah, okay. Because that's how they figured out the shoe didn't actually fit. They're like, oh, look, there's blood. Yeah. Uh, that didn't fit you. Uh, here's my thing. If you're going through all the trouble of cutting off your toe to make it fit in this glass slipper, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't get the bleeding stuff first, so you'd leave evidence? Oh, no, because they had to go back there. No, you stick a knife into the, the, the fire and you cauterize. They wrapped their foot. Right, we cauterize it. Come on now. Think. Maybe they weren't next to a fire. Yeah, maybe they should have, like, come on. What? But then at their wedding, mm. the birds peck out their eyes. Well, you know what? The, 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 the wicked stepmom and the wicked stepdaughters all earned it. They deserved it. Like, I love this. There are 642 pages of this book mm. of amazingness. And you've read every one of them. Yes, I have. Um, The first... Five to seven pages are the introductory and the backstory of the Brothers Grimm. So you get that history of them. And then you go into the fairy tales. And Amazing. And the book is just so lovely. Oh yeah, you got the amazing super leather edition copy. Did I buy you that one? No. No? No. You bought me um, the... No. You bought me this one. I had the complete works of Shakespeare beforehand. Yes. That's the one I got you. I, I did really good on that one, Leather Bound. Yes, he did great. This is one of my favorites. And I think everybody should go find it and read the original fairy tales. They are dark, but they are amazing. Yeah, yeah. if you if you like people getting what they deserve in the end. Karma! That, that is that is the karma book right there. I think it's, it's kind of kind of awesome that you remember how dark and evil and bloody and stuff these are. And... Uh, it's a red leather with red leather imprint all through it. It's like, yep, there's blood in here. Yeah, and it smells amazing. I love to smell books. Like, I love the smell of a good old book. If they made, like, book cologne, I'd wear it. Yes. Like, I like going to those, like, uh, massive book sales or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you, yeah. You can smell where the old ones are, and I just, like, oh, I smell it. Where's the old book? We, we, we literally bought a book from 1939 about gears. Just because it was an old book. You know that scene in Hocus Pocus where they're like, I smell children. Mm-hmm. I walk into one of these places and I'm like, I smell old books. Lead me to them. Right. Follow her nose. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Now, she's doing all these awesome super books. And anyway, I talked about Starship Troopers, which is an awesome super book. But from there, my choices go a little more kiddish. She's going to take you down an educational train, and I'm going to take you down a less educational train. I'm not going to take him down an education, because I'm not going to go through it that much. But, um, those tell the difference. This, you, know, you, you know, my movies, I'm like, oh, there's this great action movie, or this great, and you're like, Disney! This, Disney Plus! Not a sponsor. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it's kind of the exact opposite, because my, one of my favorite book series of all times and was Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. Yeah, but it's not in your top list. Um, that's just because my list is more... M- more adult. Um, but... Well, this is what I was... Okay, my bad. I don't know. Harry Potter tackles some pretty heavy stuff toward the end. Towards the end. And it's one of the reasons that I actually like Harry Potter so much is... You like, I read the first... Long... I read the first Harry Potter book in a day. I read the last Harry Potter book in a day. One of those was more impressive feat. Because the first Harry Potter book was this big, and the, the seventh book was... Boom. Boom! I read it in a day. Took Thicker me, than a snicker. It took me 13 hours. I laid in bed. I only got up to eat and read that book. And Delicious. I was 
like 23 or 24 at that point when I read the last Harry Potter book. Don't even do the math. I don't want to know. Um, but the Harry Potter books, the first book was written for a 9 or 10 year old. And the next book was written for an 11, 12 year old. And the next book was written for a 13, 14 year old. It took you on a journey. It did. And, yeah, and, and, you grew up alongside the book. And you grew up alongside the book. Yeah, that's what they did. And and it made it better. So at no point where I'm like, oh, this is written for kids now. I don't, I don't want to read it anymore. They got darker. They did. They got darker. But bad things happen. Like in the seventh book, you're dealing with death. Like they killed Dobby. I know. Like I cried in the book. And when I had to watch that movie and they killed. No, don't take Dobby. They kill Dobby. And in, in, in the book, the Dobby gets his karma moment when they bring all the elves come back and help save David. Those are for the elves and the giants. No, they didn't. They kind of actually left, other than Dobby, kind of left elves yes. out of the movies altogether. And I get that because to add all the stuff where Hermione was doing, the elves trying to save elves from being slaves and all that. And all that in the movies would have made them even longer. I mean, the seventh movie, as it was, was already divided into two movies. Mm-hmm. So I I get why they couldn't put all that in there, but in the books, like, it wasn't for him saving Dobby and eventually saving, getting Creature to like him, then they don't win the war. Yeah. Because the elves bring out their house elf magic and fight off the Dark Witchers and save the day at one yeah. point. Um, You know, they don't really cover uh, Gwart in the book, or the movies, that much. He's, you know, uh, if you watch the movies, he's uh, Haggard's brother. He comes in at one point and saves the day. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's just not in the books are in the movies yeah and and and, you know the hag where they're hunting for hagrid and they can't hurt him and all that stuff and but they did cover all the deaths yeah they made sure they got that one like and and seeing the one the one death well it was two deaths in the movie that got got me or in the books and in the movie where lupin had married uh tonks and they had just had a baby. Yeah. And then they both died in the battle. And, and they, oh they talk about it in the book. But in the movie, you see them. They're dead. But somebody put their hands together where they're yeah. holding hands dead. Yeah. That, that gets you right in the field, y'all. Oh, it does. I knew it was coming. But I'm like, oh, they got to hold hands. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. no. I don't know. The one that still affects me the most is Sirius Black. Whatever. He deserves it. Okay, yeah, he was he, he was dumb. But. No, he wasn't dumb. He did, at one point, it's in the cover of the book, he saved Harry Potter and all that stuff, but at the same time, he was not a great person. I think y'all might be talking about two different people. Severus Snape. No, he said, uh... Serious Black. Black. Oh, Black. I thought yeah. he said Snape. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, no, Black was a good dude. Yeah. I, I, did, I, thought, I thought he said Snape. No. Yeah. Well, no, a lot of people hung up on Snape's stuff, too, though. Yeah. But I'm like, uh, Snape was a jerk. The only yeah, reason no, he Snape saved was him a jerk was, from day one. And he was a Death Eater on top the of it. The only reason he saved Harry is because of Of Lily. a creepy... Lily, yeah. It's a creepy obsession with his mom. It wasn't creepy, it was love. Yeah. That was unrecorded, which happens. One day you'll fall in love with somebody and they won't love you back and you'll understand his pain. Mm. And then she got taken because of what happened when he was trying to save her and turn good. Yeah. So... He felt responsible. And then he felt responsible for Harry. Yeah, so so I get that. Like, something devastating happened, 
it's not creepy because they were friends and stuff first. Yeah, they were childhood friends. So yeah, but for him to hang on to, to it for that long, Adam. one you know, day when you love someone, you will hang on to that as long as you can. Yeah, and 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 so and then he is on top of it. What made him hold on to it for as long as he did was also the guilt because yeah. again they don't cover it in the movie, but in the books you find out the reason he found out that he should kill Harry Potter was because Snape told him. Yep. Yeah, he, yeah. But he didn't know he was telling him it was Potter's kid. He just told him about the thing, and it turned out it was Potter. Yeah. So he felt responsible for the death of the woman he loved. When you have a traumatic thing like that, you're going to latch on. And the Harry Potter series continues on into The Cursed Child, yes. which is the most depressing into a book of all time. The Cursed Child, the end of that book, uh, there's time travel, because wizards time travel. And somebody's gone back and changed time. Probably her. <laughs> uh, well, it was one of Potter's kids, with the help of somebody they didn't know was actually a descendant of uh, Voldemort. Uh. And changed time to where Voldemort won. Yeah, I was just kidding, because you know in that one, when she was messing with the yeah. time changer. Well, and that's what they actually use. They use one of those. Um, so they changed time. And Voldemort wins. So they have to go back and they get Harry Potter and all of them together before the time wave affects everybody and go back in time again. And this is the part that's sad. What changed time, I forget what it was, something to do with his family, right? Mm -hmm. So they had to go back in time. Harry Potter, uh, Lily Potter, not Lily Potter, his wife, Jenny Jenny Potter. Well, Jenny Potter. Um... Ron, Hermione, and Draco go back, and they get to the point where they're waiting outside of Harry Potter. He's got to watch his parents die. He has to watch his parents die and can't stop it because if he stops it... It will change everything. It will change everything. So he literally has to sit outside and hear his parents die. Yep. And that's how the book ends, and that's what saves the day is his parents dying. That's how The Cursed Child ends. Yeah. Yeah. Great book series, a lot of drama, a lot of greatness. Everybody should read them, and if you haven't read them by now, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know. I've read them. I like them. I watched the movies. And I listen. I've listened to them twice now. I'm still listening to them on Audible when I'm doing stuff. Audible, the greatest service ever. Audible, but not a sponsor. (laughs) Still, Audible, awesome. All right, and your next book. Okay, so my next book is one of my favorites. Of course, they're all my favorites. Right, that's why we're going to five favorites, so... I don't, I don't know if we're going to get to five, honey. Why? We're going long. Oh, well, then I'm going to rearrange after this one. So, I, I picked The Murder of Tutankhamun. King Tut. King Detut. <laughs> it goes through the conspiracy theories. It goes through the top three people that might have done it. It goes through the evidence they might have. But when this book was written... More stuff came out, and I think they figured it out finally. Oh, did they? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, look that up later. Now I'm curious. Yeah. Um, but when this book came out, they were still looking at the top three. There was a visor. There was um his general, mm. and I think it was his sister. So it wasn't Mandel Savage. <laughs> sorry for all the people who want to go watch DC Legends of Tomorrow. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Had to make bad jokes. Sorry. Yeah. And then it goes through the conspiracy of, was he poisoned? Was he stabbed? Was he, you know, all these different things. And then it also goes through the evidence they have. Um, He had, 
from his skull, it looked like a fracture on the back of his head. Um, so was he hit with something? You know, it goes through all the stuff, and it walks you through it, and it is, it's kind of a great, like, mystery book, too. I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like a true crime podcast. So this is, like, one of my favorites, yes. It is amazing. It is great. And I'm going to keep mine short, because you said we're going to keep long. Well, it's because of me, though. It's my fault. Cause, okay. Because I picked, sadly, for my things, I picked several book series, which are massively long. Like... You can't talk about Harry Potter in less than five minutes. Let's just be honest. It's just too much. And the next one's even longer. Well, go for it. Um, it's called Will of Time by Robert Jordan. Now, here's the good news. I haven't finished it yet. But it's 14 books long. I'm on book eight. And so far, it's amazing. I'm not going to finish it. It's just it's 14 books long. And the smallest one's like 800 pages. <clears throat> They're ridiculously huge books. Like you see them on the top shelf. You see the really fat yeah. ones. That's them. But they're amazing. It, it's a fantasy series. Um, and it operates under the same basic fantasy series of all time. With being slightly more realistic at one point. Small little village. Small group of kids. Per, some monsters show up and attack them. They're called Trollocs. or basically creatures slash human. You find out how they get made later, but whatever. And attack the village and try to kill three of the boys. But they don't know that they're being targeted so much. And then the magical wizard, which in this book are called I Said I, and they're all female, uses her one power, her magic power, to, to help them defeat them. And then she tells the three boys, hey, look, they're trying to hunt you for some reason. The dark one's trying to kill you. We're going to save you. And by the end of the book, you find out one of them is the chosen one, which is called the dragon. But he doesn't want to be. Which I don't think I've ever seen that before in a book where they're like, you're going to be the chosen one. They're like, cool, teach me. He's like, I don't want to be. I don't want to learn it. Um, I'm going to go back to my village. Y'all can... Seven. Yeah. And again, things keep happening where every step he takes where he's trying to get away actually kind of pulls him back to it and ends up where I'm at now. He's completely accepted that he's the dragon reborn and is taking over the world because he's going to need everybody on his side so that he can fight the last battle. Which is where he's supposed to die. The only way he can win is by dying. Okay. And yeah, so dealing with that. And But he starts off at like a 16-year-old kid. And at this point in the book series, he's like in his 20s. And awesome. One of the reasons he really doesn't want to be this is the one power, the female side of it, is perfectly fine. The male side has been tainted by the evil person. So as you use it, you slowly go crazy. But he has to use it in order to live because everybody's trying to kill him. So... He's already starting to go a little crazy. Hence the name, The Will of Time. Right? Uh, it's, 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 if you love fantasy books, this might be the greatest fantasy series ever written. And yes, I'm including Lord of the Dragon, or Lord of the Rings in that. Lord and, of the Dragons? Lord of the, Lord of the Rings in that. And if you don't want to read the books, that's cool, because Amazon Rhymes Prime just bought the rights a while back and they're turning it into a massive miniseries. Sweet. And supposedly they're filming all of it straight through. They're going to do all 14, the entire story. Sweet. Well, we'll see how the ratings go. Oh, yeah. But it's also one of the best selling fantasy series of all time. So I imagine all the people who read the books will watch yeah, it. Yeah, probably. As right. long as they don't mess it up. <laughs> oh, if they mess it up, I can't even imagine yeah. the nerd rage. The comments, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the comment section just to read and laugh. Yeah. We're nerds. We're going to blow our burgers at you. And you know what? You say that, but Nerd Power is real. Now, look at this room. The Nerd Power is real. How many of these are movies now? I 
Well, well, no, it's, it's not that. Well, I'm talking about the nerd power, though. Everybody made fun of nerds, but like the entire culture now, as far as movies and entertainment, is nerd culture. It is. It, it, the nerds, the the meek have inherited the earth. I'm not meek. Well, not all nerds. Most nerds are, though. Yeah, you could hurt me. I know. Oh no, honey, the nerds have evolved. That's not what it is. We have evolved. I, we I, have the power. We do have the power, but I think it's because all the nerds made all the money, so they're like, we want to see this. We have the money. Probably. <laughs> because, you know, the nerds were the ones being picked on in school and stuff, so we studied, so we got the grades, so we got the better jobs. Mm-hmm. And now we got the money to pay for what we want. Exactly. And they're like, well, this is what they have this the money. This is where the money is. And they come down and look at this room, and they go, yeah, 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 we, we made a good choice. <laughs> all right, and your next book. So my, ne- my last two books kind of go together, but we're going to go with this one first. Okay. Um, this is called Hieroglyphs Detective. Hieroglyphs with the what again? Because all I heard was giggle. <laughs> well, I keep <laughs> thinking how this one and this one kind of go together. Uh-huh. So, yes. Hieroglyph Detective. Learn how to... De- you moved, I was still reading. Learn how to decode the sacred language of the ancient Egyptians. Which, didn't they think they had to decode it once and turned out they were all wrong? Uh... Yeah, like many, 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 many years. Yeah. Like many, many. So they didn't think they represented letters and it turns out they did. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I'm just, see, I, I pay attention though. And the thing that's tricky about hieroglyphs mm-hmm. is it also depends on um, which way certain symbols are pointing and the way you read it. It can go left to right, right to left. Oh, that's messed up. up. To, uh, down, up, up, down. Oh. Um, some symbols can. So, actually, so what you're saying basically is person who invented hieroglyphs was a dick um i think it was more of you had to have so many letters to uh do a lot of weird names <laughs> like, that won't fit left right well, let's go vertical yeah yeah that's a big coffin we'll make that work uh so and a lot of symbols can represent multiple letters oh, that's not even right i won't go back with the hieroglyphs the guy was a dick so like yeah and it's a great read, and if it's something you're interested, but if you're not, then I wouldn't. Well, I mean, that's that's true with anything, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's a small book, so it won't take you forever. I've read it three times already, if not more. Honestly, I don't honestly remember because I've had it for a long time. But it is great, and it will help you learn the way to read it, uh, learn what the symbols are. Um, I learned it by, as there's a chart in here, mm-hmm. so I would, uh, I can't draw, and that's a problem with hieroglyphs. I imagine it's a massive problem. I would print them out, and then paste them on paper, the way that they should be, and that's how I learned, and I would write in the corner of what letter it was supposed to represent the way it was. Well, you know, I'm wondering something now, what? and I'm not trying to take away from what you did, because that's awesome, and I would never have the patience to try to learn hieroglyphs, but it's amazing. I'm just wondering if there's an app for that. You know what? That would make everything so much easier. I'm going to look at that when we're done. <laughs> you imagine, like, because you, you, there's all these translator apps. Yeah. You type it in English and it prints it out in hieroglyphs. <laughs> that would be so much easier than what I did. Now, if I could draw, it would have been a whole lot easier, too. All right, yeah. But this book is it's one of my favorites, and it, it does go with my next book after this. It is an amazing book, and if you're interested in learning 
you know, the ways and what the symbols are and if it's a uh, A or a B. It's, it's a great little read. And it's only, I think, yeah, there's only 150 pages. Hmm. So it's not a big book at all. It's um, a cute little book. It'll fit in a purse. That's awesome. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. But now I kind of do want to know if there's an app for that. I do. Okay. So, this next choice is, it, it's kind of odd. Because I'm going to say the Dark Tower series, but then I'm also going to tell you to stop at book three. <laughs> okay. Stephen King is an awesome writer. Yes. He gets a smidge long-winded, and I felt like by the seventh book of this one, he didn't know how to end it. So, but the first three are three of the best books I've ever written. And The Gunslinger, I honestly read in a day because I was stuck in a car on the side of the road waiting for my grandpa to come get me. He was four hours away. But I read it, and it was amazing. And The Gunslinger, by far my favorite Stephen King book of all time. Um, there was a problem if you read these books as they were written. Because literally, uh, I can't remember if it's the second or the third book. The end of the book, they're in this train that they can't stop. That's headed towards a brick wall. They're 15 feet away from the book brick wall. And the book ends. And Stephen King was writing this in between other books. So the next book didn't come out for 10 years. So you waited for 10 years to find out what happened with them in the damn train. Horribly frustrating. Um, but this book, The Dark Tower, represents, and uh, the way Stephen King wrote it, all the worlds that every one of his books exist in. And something is deteriorating the tower. And there's a character, the gunslinger, whose mission in life is to get to the tower and save the tower. To stop it from corroding, because if, if the tower crumbles, then all the worlds will stop to exist. And he wants to save them. And the first three are really awesome. The fourth one's within the glass. They try to do a whole long history, and it's one of the larger ones, and it gets really boring really fast. And then the fifth and the sixth and the seventh, it kind of felt like he didn't know where he was going. And then the way he ended it is what absolutely infuriates me. Literally in the last couple pages of this book, where they finally made the tower, he's finally made it to the room, he's going to do it in easy. He has this special horn that he'd been looking for that's going to save the tower. And it literally says, if you, he enters the tower, there's a little page like, if you want to have a happy ending, stop reading now. Don't read anymore. Close the book. And be happy. Who actually closed the book? Well, nobody. I imagine. Wish I had. Because he gets to the floor. He would get on the side of the tower. He opens the door. He steps through it. It's literally the first line out of the first book. And he has no memory. And he's like, and it starts over again. So, does he just keep doing this? So the whole thing was just him going in circles pretty much? Although this time when he went through, he has the horn, but he doesn't even know what it is anymore. And he's hunting um, the man in the black coat or whatever it is. I forget what it's called now, the man in the black coat. Mm -hmm. Again, but he dies in the first book. But he's brought back, and he now thinks he's hunting him again in the same world originally. It just resets. Okay. And he's apparently done this. It kind of implies he's done this thousands of times and doesn't ever remember. Alrighty. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's messed up. I'm like, that's not an Indian motherfucker. Language. Sorry, I, that's how the, that. But but you read the first three, um, Gunslinger, Drawn in Three, and uh, uh, yeah, they're amazing. But that one, oh my, made me so mad. Apparently. Oh, 
That's not how you write an ending. So yeah, <laughs> that's how he writes it. Well, you know, he, he should do a book eight where he actually resolves it. Darn it. Okay, your next book. My last book. Your last book. Dun, 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 dun. My last book goes with the one before. The yes. Hieroglyph Detective. So this is called The Egyptian Book of the Dead. And if you know anything about the mummy, you don't read the book. <laughs> wow, honey. Oh, come on. You gotta tell me you saw that joke coming as soon as I you did. pulled that book out. So, I'm just gonna go over a few of my favorite things about this book. Okay. So... I'm not going to go into detail about it because it's a great book and people should read it. But one of my favorite things about this is if you open it and you get so... Well, no, I mean, he actually didn't do a whole lot about this week. And and even if his executive orders don't work, it was stuff stopgap-wise until Congress came through and made a deal that would have helped. But they didn't come through and made a deal. Yeah. So this is... So the less money is going to have to stand. Right. Well, I mean, honestly... Eight hundred dollars extra every two weeks should help a lot of people. Let's just be realistic. Yeah, but let's. But the thing about that is that just helps the states with their their thing, and um, I think it was Georgia. Uh, their maximum benefits per week before the COVID stuff was two hundred, like two hundred seventy dollars a week. Period. Yeah, like but they get the COVID was, bonus on top of it. But yeah, but still, that's still like a lot of people. I that's not enough. And no, it's not enough because the unemployment system was never designed to maintain to, this number of people. It no, just wasn't. It just wasn't. But this this is the situation we find ourselves Which in. Which is now. why Congress has had to come together and take care of it. And, and they, they didn't. didn't. Like, I can't even 100% blame Trump on this one because it, the Congress had to come together. On yeah, this yeah true. True enough. At least he did something. Yeah. Like, as much as I hate to give Trump credit, he did do something. Which, yay, occasionally you knock the right dust off the Cheeto and it turns into something good. And, you know, even a stopped clock is right twice a day. Right. And, you know, his calendar is only right twice a year, but whatever. I wouldn't even give him that much. No, no, he's, he, he has his moments. Like, he, I, uh, I, I have to. As much as I don't like him, still have to, like, be honest. That's the ninja way, to always be honest. Period. I don't want to give him that much credit, but you're, you're right. And, 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 and that's, that's... I just to... feel like any credit you give him goes directly to his head. His head couldn't be any bigger. Yeah, it's it's starting to attract other. It's starting to attract moons. Yeah, like his ego level is so strong. It it's yeah, no, so you can't do it. Uh oh, really? Something interesting. I normally don't get into political books at all because I find they're very one sided and generally not accurate. People make up their own thing. But there is one coming out that I'm going to have to listen to on Audible or just buy and read. Uh, it's going to be called Disloyal by Michael Cohen. Raise your hand if you know who Michael Cohen is. I've heard the name. I feel like I should know who he is. You, everybody should know who Michael Cohen is. You fail. Um, You're watching the Matrix sequels too now. No, I'm not. Yeah, I wouldn't actually do that to anybody. Um... No, I'd walk out. Ninja kick you in the knee, then you can't walk. Then I'd crawl. Ninja kick you in the butt, then you can't crawl. Break that hip muscle. You're a monster. <laughs> right, for those two, it yeah, really is. Anyway, uh, Michael Cohen was Trump's personal lawyer for like 15 years. Okay. Who, who's He's the guy who did 
the hush money payments. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. He's the guy who he pardoned. No, he's no. the one that turned on Trump that didn't pardon. You're thinking of Roger Stone. Oh. Which isn't a lawyer. Michael Cohen was actually Trump's lawyer. He was the guy who put together the money to pay the porn stars off. He's the right. guy who's so been. he's that scumbag. Yeah, he's been the guy for the last 15 years, in his own words, hiding the bodies. The one doing all the catch and kill stories. The one paying off all the people he's had an affair with. The one who, in his foreword of this book, said, lied to Melania so she wouldn't think Trump was cheating that the girls were all lying. Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, how would Melania not be enough? Because she doesn't let him touch him because she's a middle order bride? True. And she's in it for the money? Or, hey, look, he's... Just a rich, powerful jerk. Not nothing more. My, that's what Mike Cohen's done. And he says he has evidence and receipts on all these things he's done for Trump. And now, because it suits him, he's going public with it. Well, no, he actually um, went public in a, a roundabout way um, to Congress because he said he felt guilty, began to feel guilty about him winning the election and what he was afraid Trump would do to the country. Oh, BS. No. Feeling guilty about Wrong. You're so wrong. He literally handed over crap tons of evidence to uh, Robert Mueller in Congress. He handed over everything he had. And even with all that, they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wh whatever. And he even said, he's saying in interviews now that the only reason he didn't get caught was because they didn't look in the right places. And he wrote a book that's supposedly going to lay out Every crime and everything he knows Trump ever did and the evidence he says he has to back it up. Now, I gotta say says and allegedly because it is his word. But even if he can't prove any of it, this is going to be some of the most interesting reading because in the foreword, he literally mentions, this is going to make him gross up, but I don't care, golden showers in Las Vegas. Like somehow, like I'm disgusted, but I'm not surprised. No, like, you know, the whole, whole Russia P-tape? No, apparently they just got the location wrong. It was Las Vegas. Vegas. Ah, yes. Viva Las Vegas. Um, yeah, this sounds like something I need to get a hold of a copy of, too. Right, so everybody take this book out. And honestly, even if it comes out everything in the book's not true, which that's always a possibility. It's still going to be entertaining. Oh, it's going to be great reading. Like, seriously. Oh, this is, this is going to be like, this is like the, the top tier trashy book reading. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to be like, no, <laughs> no way. way! Like I, I don't think Trump's smart enough to pull that off. He's not. Somebody did it for him. As long as there's not pictures of the thing, I'll be all right. Oh God! Can you imagine an illustrated version of that book? I'm afraid his evidence is gonna be like actual photos. Yeah. Oh God! No, please no. Like, that no. Those poor printing is that presses. A water hose? No, that's yellow. Oh, oh. Do you really think they'd waste the color ink on it? I think if there's actual pictures of him doing that, the, the printing presses are going to run out of yellow and orange. <laughs> yeah. There's oh, only yeah, so they're much... definitely running out of orange either way. Yeah, there's only so much Cheeto you can print for the printers. Like, I give. I give up. Please do not. All right, and you know what? On that note, on the P-tape, we're going to wrap it up because... Oh, and we're gonna end with a bad joke. I I thought I I I thought you already did all the bad jokes. Oh no no we're ending with a bad joke. Oh no. Are you ready? Oh no. 
How often does Tinkerbell tinker her bell? I don't think I want to know, but I think you're going to tell me anyway. Well, yeah, that's how jokes work. Uh, I feel like I should know the answer, but I don't. Neverland, she always has a Peter around. This oh. Is, this is my thousand-yard stare. Yeah. All right, guys, y'all have a good night. Everybody, peace out. All right, before we close out the show, I got some suggested listening for everybody. Everybody should check out the Slightly Off-Key podcast, Angry Ninja Approved, and the Moonshine Joan podcast. My boy Moonshine was drinking a little moonshine when he made his podcast. So that's Moonshine spelled with an I, a Y, not an I. Moonshine Joan podcast and Slightly Off-Key podcast. Both are Angry Ninja Approved. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to donate the show, help us out, go to patreon.com slash worst jokes. That's patreon.com slash worst jokes. Join a tier, join a high enough tier, help us out. You're going to earn some merchandise out the deal. Also, people who are on Patreon get first dibs on answering questions. But if you want to find me on Twitter, at cman2342, answer questions on there also, and YouTube and Facebook. All you got to do is search for Ask the Angry Ninja. I promise you'll find everything we're doing. Hope everybody has a ninja night. Guys, if you've noticed that you're starting to lose your hair and you want to get your real hair back, listen up. My name's Aaron Marino. I'm the number one men's grooming expert on YouTube. And when it comes to hair loss and hair restoration, Bosley is the only company that I trust and I recommend to my guys when they're looking to get their confidence and their real hair back. The reason? It's simple. Bosley's been in the hair loss business for over 45 years. And when it comes to hair loss and hair restoration, experience matters. They've got expert doctors. They've got the latest technologies. And all it takes is simple one-day procedure and you are going to be on your way to rocking your confidence and your real hair once again. Guys, now is the time. Do not wait. If you're ready to get your confidence and your real hair back, I want you to grab the free information kit plus a $250 off gift card. When you text the word REAL to 203203, that's REAL, R-E-A-L to 203203. Grab the free information kit plus a $250 off gift card. You want to get your real hair back? Don't wait. Now is the time. Text REAL to 203203.